heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, as we enter the year 2024, my fellow Americans, it is, uh, in a sense, to many, it feels a bit like the twilight zone, I guess. You know, we really don't know what's ahead, but we've been talking about it. And this is a very interesting year indeed. Uh, mark my words on it that I tell you now, uh, here at the start of, uh, of the race, if you will. Uh, well, it's, it's a race of many things, not just a presidential election, but it's a race of humanity. It's a race for our nation, our country. It's a race for our people. Uh, it is it is a race for, for all time right now that uh, we are entering in. It's going to be an interesting 2024 this year here. So welcome into the broadcast and the voice of a nation. Been an interesting couple of weeks. I, I'm sure it has been for you as well uh, as we get through the holidays and uh, people just collecting their thoughts. Uh, as I state to you often, I always find this time of year, a very interesting time of year, uh, that we get a chance to do it all over again, God willing. And uh, maybe this time we get it right, right? Well, we're going to be looking at those words quite a bit, actually, in the days, weeks, and months ahead uh, in regards to, do we the people get it right? Uh, are we able to come together uh, and find our voices? And and the thing we want to continue to push home here is America is a great nation full of diversity, diverse voices. That is the essence of free speech. And that's lost in today's society. It is lost in social media. It is lost in the way we talk to our neighbors. It is completely lost. And today it's a different feeling you get out there, the vileness of the conversation and the hatred and the way people will attack you for your thoughts, your your opinions. Uh, this was once a, uh, a noble and, and, and guarded freedom in America. It is now threatened, just like an endangered species, my friends. Uh, so we need to do a better job as people here. We need to do a better job of, uh, you know, opening up our minds and our hearts. But in understanding that we're not supposed to all agree or think alike. It was never designed to be that way. And I think America has lost its way uh, on that basis. If we lose our free speech... If we lose what we stand for, we lose everything. We're done. And that, that is the whole essence these, uh, our founders, the, the framers of this great nation, uh, knew was, that's why it was the First Amendment. They knew it was vitally important. We must speak openly and freely as a people. Hopefully, friends, we can do that with respect and dignity, uh, is the goal of myself and uh, many of our family here at America Out Loud, but we can never guarantee that, can we now, you know? Uh, the uncertainties coming into this year are many. People are quite concerned. You hear the word a great deal, revolution. You hear it a, a lot. And you hear it in different contexts as well, the way people say it and the way they think about it. 
Many people don't understand the consequences of what that really means. You know, remember, none of us have struggled through that struggle. We weren't here with the American Revolution. We weren't here with the Civil War. We weren't here with any of many of these battles. We were not here. We just have reaped the benefits of this free nation based on our, our ancestry. I mean, that's what's happened. And people lose sight of that as well. But it is important to take some time to um, uh, not only appreciate, but remember how we got here, how we got here and where we're headed exactly ahead, you know. Uh, now, uh, there's, uh, you know, the signs are many right now. And, you know, we can all come through the litany list of things and talk about how bad it is. There are many examples of how bad it is. Countless, right? You agree with that? I mean, there are many examples of that. And we can come right down the whole list and talk about all of it. I mean, it's everything, people. That's the thing I think that got, has got people so unraveled today and restless is that, you know, it's not one or two things. You know, it's not even three or four. It's about everything. It's about everything that feels like the walls are closing in on freedom. And I think people sense that. I And it's all... It's all um, political spectrums here it's all sides of the political uh, uh aisle really is what it is not just one type of person i i know they make it out to be that it's all oh, those mega conservative patriotic god-loving but you know people there mega people whatever you want to call them you know the make america great again people you know yeah those people the white supremacists you know the way they have you know that's why i always love it when good black conservatives, Hispanics, and Asians get out there with their hats on, MAGA. <laughs> that throws them all for a loop at that point, doesn't it? They don't know what to do, quite frankly, with that. Uh, but this whole notion of uh, of, of, of a uh, what transpires this year coming through the election as we now rev up is, is going to be a landmark moment for our nation, uh, to be sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that today. And indeed also, and I want to harpen, harken back a moment with you. And, uh, and, and on today's broadcast, Lieutenant Joe Pangaro will be here, by the way, in just moments. And, uh, you know, uh, he wrote a marvelous piece, very thought-provoking uh, on the platform. And uh, it, I knew it immediately when I read it. It kind of stirred you. And it was the way he said it, always as a gentleman, but getting the point across, that's what I like about Joe, is he gets the point across without being a jackass, which a lot of people have to be a jackass to get the point across. You understand? It takes talent to be able to get that point across. It's just like a, it's just like a comedian. I mean, you can see a great comedian and, the, you know, when there's one up there and you're laughing your tail off and they don't have to use language. It's not F this, F that, F the other, right? Right or wrong. Those people are far and few in between today. Many of them don't have the talent, so they have to use the F-bombs to try to get the laugh because that's all they got. They don't have anything else. Well, it's the same thing with you and I and what I talk about with free speech. It takes a little more intelligence, class, dignity, and respect not to be able to get on and just throw language around because you think you can or because it's cool or whatever. I mean, or you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's just think about that a little bit. And when you hear people doing that, you just have to know they lack the intelligence and they surely lack the class. You, you understand the dignity to have a conversation as ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. But uh, Joe had pointed out in this piece, by the way, 
And I, I didn't quite remember the date, but boy, I did remember the moment. I'll tell you what, it was a bit shocking. I mean, in every sense of the word. But he reminds me of the piece. It was back in June 23. And it was when um, President Biden, and, you, and you'll remember this moment. It, it's kind of, it is one of those moments when somebody says something and, you know, your mouth drops on the floor and you're aghast. And like, did they really say that? Like, come on, you, you got to be kidding me, right? And this is when a president of the United States, not a president of Venezuela, uh, right? I mean, president of China, premier there, or somebody else. It wasn't any of that people. It was a president here in the homeland, you know? And he said this, he said, and I quote, you know, I love these guys who say the Second Amendment is, you know, like, uh, hey, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Yeah. Well, if you want to do that, you want to work against the government, you need an F-16. You need something else than just an AR-15. Wow. Wow. Oh, what a threat that was. Coming from a president of the United States. Think about this, please. Think about this. This wasn't some rogue person. This was a president. This was somebody who was representing the people by design. And he makes that statement. It, this was clearly a threat. Is what that, That's a total threat. He put out there and saying, you, you better have a gun bigger than ours if you're coming after us. Because, you know, hey, if you're going to work against the government, like we're the whole high and mighty, how would you dear do that? It's like he now with that whole statement, what he's saying is he he's telling the people right away that, you know, we don't work for you anymore. You know, you work for us, you bastards. That's what he's saying. Come on. Right or wrong. That's what he's saying. That, you know, they don't work for us. He's he he's flipped the whole script here is what he's done. But, but, but this message, it should send shockwaves and ripples through the, the American. Uh, the American experience. It should send it right through the heartland, just like a dagger right through the heart. That's what it should do, my fellow Americans, that, that message right there. Lieutenant Joe Pangaro joins me now, and uh, Joe's a retired police lieutenant. He's a security expert, author, host of Chasing Justice on the platform, and one of the best here, for sure. Uh, Brother Joe, first of all, uh, Happy New Year 2024, and uh, let's dive into this statement here, and the shock I see it as a threat. I see it as a threat to the American people where he flipped the script entirely. And you you, you remind us of that in this fantastic uh, op-ed. Tell us about it. Sure, Malcolm. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on and happy new year to everybody out there. Let's hope that 2024 is a great year for America. Amen. When I saw that, Malcolm, that comment, I think it stuck in my craw for a long time. And I, and I finally got to quantify it and put it down in the article it, it shocked me because you would think that a president of the united states i think of abraham lincoln and what he was willing to do to keep america free i think of you know george washington and all the great historical founding fathers and what what they went through and what they were willing to sacrifice for that freedom and liberty not just for them at that time but all of us right to this very day and our, our future generations of americans and when President Biden said that, 
in, in answer to a question, it, it told me a couple of things. Number one, he was certainly not aware of the concerns that people have, not just the people in his own inner circle that are telling him he's great and everything is great and they're protecting democracy. But for the rest of the country that's out there that is having private conversations, feeling the government is on them, that their rights are being taken away, they're being limited. When he turns around and says, if you think you're going to fight the government, you need a, a, an F-16. And, and you say, characterize it as a threat. I, I saw it, I guess, as a threat to tell the American people, listen, those days of uh, you're over. The government is now in charge of everything and you don't get to make those rules anymore, which is antithetical to the founding fathers. And the reason they wrote those kind of things into the the founding documents was to say it's not only your responsibility to throw off a tyrannical government, but it, it is your right and privilege as an American because, you know, it's we the people. Right. And and when I heard him say that. I did see that as a threat. I also I felt I, I don't know if sad is the right way to look at it, but I think it opened a window to me to realize that this 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 race we're having, this this fight we're having to try and get to back to a, some kind of a traditional America that we all grew up with. And, and you know, sure, it had its problems, but it was the, the greatest nation on Earth. And when you hear the president of the United States say a thing like that, it, it kind of made me feel that maybe the door has closed. What I would hope I would hear from my president of either party was that, hey, if your rights are being diminished, I'm going to lead the charge here because that is my job as president of the United States. That's my oath mm, wow. to lead this great nation into freedom and liberty wherever it has to be done. Mm, and that yeah. he didn't say that was... Joe, you always find the right words when you just say, you just say, listen to what you say there. I mean, you said, well, I would hope that my president, no matter what side of the aisle he's on, that he would say that he will lead the charge if we feel like X was happening. Like, that's, that's, that, that is powerful. I mean, you know, that he will lead the charge, that he will not only just agree and he certainly won't take an opposite position or threaten you with uh, an F-16 or something else, but he will actually lead the charge and he would take control of the situation. Well, no, this is, I mean, that's what the framers would have hoped for, wouldn't it be, Joe? You know, right? It is, and and there's, there's two parts to that too, Malcolm. The reason that I see it that way is I've been in positions of leadership and leadership is not always easy. You know, my my version of leadership is what, is known as servant leadership. I believe the higher you go in any organization, the more you owe to the people behind you. You know, you are there to help them, to build them up, to do what they need so that they can be successful. And my president, the president of the United States should be should be carrying that torch of freedom for all of us and say, hey, listen, they got to get past me before they're going to take your rights away. And the fact that he didn't say that like I said, I found it sad, disappointing, and threatening, because if we lose, if we lose that that leader that sees our rights as essential to the survival of this country, and especially the the right of free speech, if we have a leader that sees that that's no longer the most important thing, then we no longer have America. We have something else in its place, and that's yeah. that's my concern. 
You you made me think of a author, Joe. I don't know if you've ever read him, but I I like him a lot. I I used him in the um, corporate boardrooms a lot. I used his uh, very disciplined author, some fantastic programs, and uh, I used his uh, uh, books, his conversations, his training programs back in my corporate days. A great lot of uh, Patrick uh, Lencioni, Patrick Lencioni, and I have to put the name out there. Uh, he is um, interesting. He had he had a, a book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, but he talked about the servant leadership that you just said, Joe. We talked about that a lot back in the day in the boardroom. And I love I love that you don't hear that anymore today. When you just said that, it rung a bell with me. And I it just you know, I went back in my mind immediately when you were talking and thinking servant leadership, servant leadership. Yeah. Where have I heard that from before? <laughs> Here it is right here. And it's taken a lot of pride in your accomplishments, but it's not what a lot of people forget is that they forget that when they get in that power. In fact, that's what's wrong with our country right now today, Joe. It's what's wrong with our both our business leaders, our leaders in media, and surely our governmental leaders. They forgot about servant leadership. That's a really huge point you bring up here. And I hearken back in my days and my mind went there immediately. And I remember... Myself as the CEO and chairman, Joe, when I was in the corporate boardrooms, it was a privilege uh, to serve the people. And you always had to do that with respect and dignity. I, that's the way I've seen it. And so you always wanted to treat them well and really treat them as equals or back to what you say, servant leadership. That's huge. That's missing today, Joe. That's totally off the radar now, isn't it, buddy? It is. It is, unfortunately, off the radar because the way I see it and the reason I, I have adopted that particular style uh, as a law enforcement leader, I had these young men and women who who come onto that job, uh, at least historically, they always did because they wanted to help people. They wanted to do something for their community. They wanted to give back, right? Like all of all of the people, teachers who want to help children learn and grow. And, and that is something that should be fostered. And I realized as I was going through the ranks, that we had some leaders that were excellent and they were self-sacrificing and everything that they did was to make the officers better and that made them better as leaders right and and when i finally got into that position and i had to make some choices as many leaders do uh, you have to make a choice of personal career success or doing what's right for the people that you're leading and that that's that's no easy thing to do people say oh, of course you choose the right thing it's not always the easiest thing to do. And I wrestled with what did that mean to me? How could I go to bed at night taking care of myself and my family and rising and doing what I could do? But how do I take care of those people who are looking to me to do what is right so that they can be better, so they can be great? And I finally sorted that out in my head. And I said, you know what? The greatest accolade I could ever get is that the people behind me did better than me because I helped them. I was a brick in their wall. I was part of their foundation. And I think a lot of parents can understand that because I asked this question. I teach a leadership course and I say, who has children in the class? And a lot of people raise their hands. I say, do you want your kids to be just as good as you or do you want them to be better? And they all say better. And I said, well, why is that? Well, because that's that's a goal. We want our children to advance. And I, and I don't see people that serve under my command or anything else that I do as children but I think the dynamic is the same flavors. You want those behind you to do better. You want them to learn from you and then explore their own abilities. And if you can help them expand that and they become the greatest scientists, the greatest 
soccer coach. They become the greatest cop, whatever they become. And you helped to do that. That is good for everyone. It's good for you. And it's good for those people you led. And that is a good leader. And that is what I would hope to have out of my president. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, uh, all right. In the you point out um, to your point, you just say no. In the Constitution, uh, the exact words that say, and everybody knows this. You've heard this umpteen, umpteen times in your life. But so, right from the Constitution, I quote that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, close quote right there. Now, here's the thing, Joe, that this is important now in this talk we're having. Now, I, I mean, these were the words. This was the directions. This was the roadmap. This was the vision of the founders and the framers of this great nation, this American experiment, Joe, this this wonderful American exceptionalism we talk about all the time that made we the people stand out and stand up to be unique. And you don't see it anymore. It doesn't exist, but it's the opposite that exists now. And like you go on to say here, it's shocking that President Biden, instead of understanding the citizens' call or maintaining our rights and the fear that many have that those rights are being threatened. He takes a stand more akin to a dictator and threatens the citizenry by saying, you will need some F-16s to take on the government. And that says a whole lot right there. So what that means is we've lost our way completely. I mean, we're totally lost. So this experiment now, based on that metric right there, Joe, it's that means that on this current stand to correct me on this show, but I, I have to base this on right now that it means we have the American experiment has failed. It's failing fast, like I mean, it, or it's failed already, or unless we can change that trajectory quickly. And both you and I, by the way, as people are listening, are not fear mongers. We're, we're just not Joe, Lieutenant Joe, Malcolm. We're just not that kind of people. We base everything on reality, and we would base it. It has nothing to do with his personality or whether we like him or don't like him or whatever. Like you said, a president, no matter what side of the aisle is in or whatever's going on. So it's really less political, but it's really more the ideology of who we are. And Americans, we the people, we have to remind people, Joe, Democrats, Republicans, independents, moderates, everybody. We have to remind people we the people are we the people. It's Americans. It is. And there's nothing wrong with America first. That was the whole essence of this nation. Not, you know, like this is a disease or something because you want to put the nation first and put the people first. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. But yet they've reversed the whole tide on this thing now, Joe, and it's pretty sick. But what you say there, I think is tremendous. And uh, he, we lost track of it. And it but he, Joe, it's not just Joe Biden. It's everything around him. It's that whole government apparatus. It's within all the government agencies. It's within the Congress. It's within the courts. It's within, this is why. It's, if it was just one man and we could replace him, okay, no problem, let's do it. But Joe, it's not just one man. 
It's the whole darn system is corrupt. And now we see it's coming after the American people, we the people. And now we feel threatened in ways. And Biden is just representative of what we have there. That makes the problem magnified a hundred times more. Do I have a point? You have an absolute point, Malcolm. And I and you get the point of the piece completely. It is not a um, is not a giving in that it's over. It's not a pessimistic thing. It's a clarion call. It's for us to go. Hey, listen. No matter where you sit on this aisle, progressive, conservative, whatever, if we are all not Americans and understanding the founding of America and what it meant that you can be anything you want to be, you can say what you want to say. If we lose that, then we 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 default to the humanitarian position of living under a a, a tyrannical government. That's how humanity has always been. That is what makes the United States and the confluence of these great minds at the time, the 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 confluence of divinity stepping stepping into the United States of America and and putting those words down on paper and and guiding those people at that time to see something totally different, something exceptional, and then to be willing to sacrifice to the point of blood, to sacrifice at the altar of freedom, every single thing about themselves so that we can actually have that. And to birth this nation was an unbelievable thing. And and, and our time today, as you're talking about it today, is that we don't have a lot of those people. We don't have those lot of thinkers like that. We see everyone's looking out for what's good for me. Now, in the piece, one of the things that I talk about is, you know, we have these people that go to Congress and some of them are good, some of them are not so good, but we see that they're there for a career and they create generational wealth for themselves in a way that should be completely impossible. Uh, even at two hundred something thousand dollars a year, you're there ten years. That's two million dollars. That's not enough to buy beach houses all over the place and fly around the world and live in a mansion and have all these things. It, it, it's all been corrupted, and that's the problem. And and that's what I was calling for in the piece at the end yeah, yeah. was that the we can't fight the government. Mm-hmm. Biden's right. We don't have F-16s. Nobody's going to do that. You can't rise up against the United States military. But the reality is, it has to be a victory of ideas of the heart of the soul to win the minds and hearts of the people to say, okay, listen, I don't necessarily agree with this, but it's better that we have our freedom. I don't want to hear what that person says. So you know what? I'm not going to stop them. I'm just not going to listen. But when we go in now and we censor and we use the power of government and turn it on the citizenry to keep people in fear and that the president doesn't get that people really feel like that. And that is uh, that's that's the bellwether. That's the thing that we all need to think about. Yeah. You bring up a couple of thoughts. You got my head spinning on a couple of thoughts there, Joe. And um, so let's do what I want to do here now you know, on the um, and Joe, stay right with me here on a live mic, because I, I want to talk to listeners and give them a little um, knowledge about what's uh, what's been happening on the network here. And, and let me just say you, you hear Lieutenant Joe here talking and this is why. You know, Joe, I want you to be talking ahead more in the days and weeks ahead, more about, for me, uh, servant leadership and what that really means and in all different aspects. I mean, it, this will take a series of programs, I am certain. But, I mean, we have it in our lives. We have personal lives. We have it in our business communities, in our boardrooms, uh, in um, in the, um, the uh, you know, the governments, again, the officials who are leading the charge, all of this. But what that really means, we should continue to 
you know, um, sound the bell on what that, how important that is. And this big point we're starting the year with here. Uh, now, everybody needs to want to hear Joe because, you know, you, you're just the, one of the best. You're such a great communicator. I guess that's why I, you know, you're always real. You're always authentic. You always put it out there. But Joe's on weekdays, Monday through Friday, uh, on, at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you'll catch him on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Uh, you'll want to support uh, Joe and the work he's doing there. Uh, and uh, you'll always be uh, enthralled and uh, educated and entertained, all of it, as you listen to more and more of uh, uh, Lieutenant Joe Pangaro here on Chasing Justice, uh, by the way, is the name of that. On the second part of the uh, broadcast today, Joe, I want to talk more with what you were just talking about on the military uh, I want to talk about the military. When you hear a great country or any country for that matter, I uh, have their troubles or whatever. It always, there was always this quandary or question that came up about the military. Uh, do they side with the people or do they side with the commander in chief, as you call it, or whoever is controlling that, that leader in charge? And it's a question that's come up in every battle or every situation that I remember growing up as a young lad. And many of these countries, we sort of knew the right was on the wall. We sort of knew where the military would go. But in our question, I want you to think about this, Joe, because I want to, on the other side of this thing, I I really would like to get a sense of, well, what happens? These are our brothers and sisters, our family, our friends, our others who get it. And what would the military do in that particular case? I mean, something we should talk about. I haven't heard that discussed in any form in the light of day today. But I'd be very curious to have that conversation a little bit. So think about that a minute here. Uh, the other thing is um, government is now in charge is another big point you make in the piece that I think is really relevant for people to understand what we're talking about, what that really means. Well, it's why over the past year, frankly, why a lot of us have been fearful or why that that has um, you know shaken the foundation of so many peoples and their thoughts up is that point right there it's be, the point is people it's become out of control and everyone can see it it's out of control we, we've seen that out of control business they're using they're just using trump as a uh, one of those um uh what do you call it joe you hang him up from the tree the the mexican Pin, uh pinata yeah pinata there you beat the hell out of it right that's what they're using trump is that a fair assessment i guess right um, I, I think it is. He, he's he's a symbol and he's a yeah. message. What they do to him, they could do to you. I mean, here's a guy who was the president of the United States and he's a billionaire. And yeah. if they can do this to him, what yeah. chance do you got? Yeah. He's the panada of the day. Yeah, Trump yeah. is. And he's been that way. So they're trying to beat him up with a stick and nothing they can get, of course, naturally. I mean, he's just part of we the people, really. But he he's a man uh, brazen. Uh, for the day. And that's what scares them, I think, more than anything, is he he just won't sit down and be quiet in the movie theater. He's the guy that's out there saying, no, 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 this ain't right, man. That's just, you know, this is why so many people look at it and they do support that kind of thing. And then you ask the, the real important question I want listeners to think about as well and touch on that too. And so is revolution possible in America today? And how then could a revolution take place? Uh, so these are all important points to discuss. Let me take a deep breath now with uh, uh, you, my fellow Americans, and Lieutenant Joe Pangaro here. And Joe, I'd like to like to keep you here and talk talk about the new AmericaOutloud.news a moment and get some feedback even from you and self. But let me just tell folks: so uh, we launched the whole new website platform uh, as promised on January one. 
in the year of our Lord, 2024, uh, that afternoon. Uh, we'd been working hard uh, throughout the holidays, as I promised you we would, and we created a whole new, very dynamic platform. Uh, the early signs and, and indications are from everybody that they love what they see, and there's a lot more to come, And uh, but we're working diligently on creating a, a world-class a media platform uh, that can represent we the people, that can represent, uh, as we say at the top, I'm looking right now at the site, liberty and justice for all. You know my rallying call out there, friends, you know? And uh, and again, something we can be proud of, Joe, and you and I, as we're talking here up uh, top, we don't miss these words. We, we started this platform in April 2016 with these words, Joe. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Doesn't that make the hair on your legs stand up, Joe? It certainly does, because this is, in essence, Malcolm, the, the, the torch of liberty and freedom has been passed to these generations. And how are we going to treat it? What are we going to pass on to the next ones? That it, there is no more important thing for us to consider. Yeah, that's it. I know you get it, brother. I know you get it, man. Um, and Joe, a new addition, and I, I and tell me your feelings, because I'm doing this live with you. We haven't talked about any of this prior to this, but uh, I love this phrase that we uh, cultivated and we we developed here. And tell me what you think about it. But it, it's oh man, it's front and center now, and you'll see it, friends. And this was my idea to remind. Uh, our fellow Americans, that we represent free speech. And when I say free speech, I mean that we don't censor or shadow ban the conversation. We ask that it stay as ladies and gentlemen, always please. But we do not censor an opinion. Someone puts a piece up the other day, they hate Trump, they don't like it, we will publish it. This is not a this or that, or they love Trump, that's fine too. You don't like it, whatever. It, the point is, we honor and respect one's opinions. And you'll see a lot of opinions on here. They're not the opinions of the publisher, which is me. They're not the opinions of America Out Loud. They're not the opinions of all the hosts. They're not the opinions of all the writers, but it's that person's opinion. Now that was a time-honored tradition in America that is so lost today, it is sick. It is, again, it, cr it crumbles the First Amendment. And that's what's lost. But Joe, here's the phrase, it's right up there. Under AmeriCrowdLoud.news, right on the front page, you'll see it. And it says, many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. What do you think about that? I love that. I, and here's why I love that, Malcolm, because the way I see the world, you're right. People can disagree and you can learn from disagreements. and But you have to allow each person to speak. And we are one people. You know, there was a time when we were all going down the river the same direction we just took different boats to get there and we could argue about which boat we were going to take what we have now is people going in different directions and we need to come back as a people we can have disparate opinions just like you said all of that's important but we are one people and free speech is the most powerful tool that there is yeah yeah well it just meant so much to me and as we created that uh you know, it's it's it comes here at uh, in 2024 that phrase, and I think it's so powerful, Joe. Um, and I needed something that represented what we meant by free speech in a very um, uh, factual, uh, direct way, but that would remind everybody that we are many voices, and we are many voices here at America Out Loud, but we all stand for one freedom, and we are indeed united 
in the First Amendment, and we honor the time-treasured American tradition of diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, diversity of people. I would live and die for that thought, that diversity, that freedom, that liberty, that justice, Lieutenant Joe, and here I am today, and that stands right atop there of the network. Now, uh, to open those doors a little bit more now, there's a new feature. I'll be the first to tell you here that uh, has just gone live today, in fact. And when you now go to a show, uh, you'll be able to email any of the hosts uh, direct qu questions, Q&A, questions, whatever it might be. You go to any show uh, right on the show page. There's a whole page of the shows and actually right on the front page down uh, toward the uh, little bit down on the site, you'll see all the logos and blaze. We wanted to really showcase our power of our voices, our program. You'll see the headshots of all of our uh people, the America Out Loud family of experts right on the post itself. It was another goal is to showcase our beautiful family, our talent. We've now added uh, some tremendous new writers. Some uh, I could not be more pleased, I have to tell you. Uh, some really brilliant, brilliant national writers that are now uh, we've added to the team, expanded, in other words, uh, the offerings, and, you, and you'll feel that impact uh, and the quality of the talk and what we're trying to accomplish here as Americans here on this uh, great uh, platform. Uh, so uh, again, you can go to any of the pages, you can send those in. Uh, the trending cloud, if you click any of the words in the trending cloud, by the way, you'll get a whole page up uh, that's trending of all those topics that trend to that point. So that's another great way to uh, be on the know. And all those are clickable. All those are clickable. You can click anybody's author's name on the post. And you go right to the author. So easy to find your way around here. Uh, you'll see right below the top four featured stories, you'll see news feed. And these are all very much the latest stories over the last day, day and a half or so uh, in the top. You can hit just more stories, the button, and the whole thing expands and gives you another eight stories. You want more? Hit the button again, you'll get another eight stories. My dollar, you can stay up all night, Joe, and just keep hitting eight more stories and keep reading and informing yourself, right? That's outstanding. Uh, there's nothing like a free exchange of ideas and thoughts to help. I mean, you, you hear me all the time, Malcolm. What do I say? Uh, I'm here to ask questions uh, because questions help all of us to think. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to offer, here's my idea and here's what I think. And it, does it help you to ask questions? And that's that's what makes us all better. Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm looking at your post, Joe, um, which is I, I just think a fantastic post um, uh, that we're talking about today, friends. America's upcoming revolution, the historical response to tyranny. And uh, and it's great because it was uh, published uh, the first day of January. How fitting that is, friends. And I'm looking, and that's another thing we really wanted to do. I, I One of my goals in the new platform, Joe, was to have uh, a post view that was like no other. I wanted somebody, whether they come into social media or come in through some connection or contact, if they come into a post, I wanted them to see something they wouldn't see anywhere else. So it breathes a lot of white space. It's fresh. Your social media icons are to the left. You can use those as you wish. They stay right there, easy to find. You see a trending cloud. And then you see a beautiful image. You can listen to the article or read it, uh, as we do all the time. And then a lot of space, beautiful type font. Uh, uh, we've got a, um, a drop case font, classy uh, really, really nice. All of that comes down. And now we have a whole new comment section. You'll see a little bit about the author. You'll see his recent post, like I'm looking at Joe's now, his recent post. 
And then under that, you'll see many voices, one freedom, uh, united in the First Amendment, join our community. Your insights matter. Contribute to the diversity of thoughts and ideas. And please feel free to opine there and put your opinions and thoughts on there. We want to open up that dialogue more, and that's the place to do it. You can sign up for the weekly newsletter right there as well. It comes out every week. And uh, then you'll see the news feed below there. So it was a very refreshing uh, post view, Joe. It was something that I, it, this was really important to me to have something that uh, set the tone that people could read without being threatened. Wouldn't get a lot of uh, X's and video ads and everything coming in your face and everything else. You just mm -hmm. breathe and be comfortable and live in the moment. What do you think? Well, it sounds very robust. And, and I think it, it really does um, push forward the whole goal of America Out Loud. And I love when you when you just said that, Malcolm, that if people have something to say, they should say it. Because you know what? I was the guy that had a lot to say and I had no place to say it until you found me and said, hey, maybe you got something to say. And by being able to to speak, to, to get your point out, whether it's in writing or, or whatever, helps you to clarify what you think. You know, how many people live by sound bites that they only know the news because of what they hear on, on a sound bite or some some nonsense instead of thinking it through? And being able to write it down sometimes, uh, you know, see an article that you write and me to go in and question what you said and go back and forth helps me to clarify and helps us all to have a better understanding. So I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. All right. Drum roll, please. All right, friends. Uh, all right. Here we go here. Uh, we'll take a pause and on in just moments back with Lieutenant Joe and pick up on all that conversation. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. 
We join you back here on The Voice of the Nation is indeed Malcolm Outlaw here, yours truly, and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans. Welcome in to the broadcast. Whole new year, whole new platform, and as I said to you, at the end of 23, God willing, we'll get a chance to do it all over again. And here we are, right? Here we are. So that's the way I look at this time of year. It's really a time to get it right, a time for us to uh, create new relationships, new opportunities, new thoughts, no matter what our struggles are in the world as people. Uh, you know, we, we, we pull forward, we pull our pants up, and we, we make it happen. And that's the moment of truth, and it's the moment we're at here. Uh, welcome back here uh, to the broadcast, friends. And we're here with Lieutenant Joe Pangaro uh, talking about this fantastic uh, article, uh, this essay that's on the network, America's Upcoming Revolution, the Historical Response to Tyranny. It calls out the president and that cabal, if you will, uh, for threatening the American people that you would need uh, some uh, more than an AR-15 uh, to have a difference of opinion than the federal government. Uh, you'll need some F-16s. He reminds the American people who's in charge uh, that's what he is doing here. Now, many people felt this over time, but the president did not mix his words when he put it out there. And so, Joe, uh, I want to ask you, um, all right, so the government, you say in the piece, the government is now in charge. You actually say that in that piece. And you say this comment reveals the truth of the matter and the current state of reality for every American citizen, that the government is now in charge. They will decide what's right. You can what rights you can have and what you can say and do. This has flipped the script from the time honored tradition of of, of that I'm saying of of America, uh, which is what we the people are in command of government. To the government is in command uh, to the the people, and you will conform. All right, Joe. Let's say you know it hits the fan here, and back to the F sixteen and the AR-15 comment. Let's get right to the juggler of this conversation now. Anytime this has happened in the past, we've seen it happen in other countries, situations. There's always this moment where, and I know, I, I remember thinking, and I've talked to people, and I said, well, do you think by chance that the military might side with the people in that time? And doesn't happen. Doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen really ever. <laughs> uh, the military gets controlled by the government, and then they get what they want and they force it upon the people and beat the hell out of the people to get what they want. So I ask you now to take a deep breath and take a look at this American experiment. What happens here in this nation, in that moment of crisis, Joe, does the military come back to we, the people and side with the order of the day, or do they get swept into, to that government? Malcolm, I think it is an extremely important thing to consider. Now I've had, conversations with people about this, uh, my beliefs and what I think would happen. And I've had various different opinions, people that I, I care about and I love who vehemently disagree with me. I think the the reality of what America is, the uniqueness of America, I think our military is going to follow the orders that they're given because that's, that's who they are. They do the right thing when they're given orders. The difference would be, the difference would be if they were called on to actually fire on American citizens because they were protesting or they were uprising or they were doing something because of uh, something we can't even imagine at the moment. You know, it's one thing that we have this two-tier system of justice. We see that every single day. 
we see the attacks on Trump. They're on against Donald Trump, but the act, the attacks are actually on anyone who will speak up against the government. The the silencing uh, through all the social media platforms to to control the speech of Americans. We we see all of that happening, and if something bigger happened, you know, we saw January sixth, which was a riot. It was not an insurrection. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody was charged with insurrection. They were people who did things they shouldn't have done. You shouldn't have went into that building. I know you don't go into that building. That's not appropriate, but they should have, you know, they could have protested outside and, and waved their flags. When other groups do it in our country and they're angry or they have something to say uh, and they get a little more uh, rambunctious, maybe they start burning, looting, killing people. Uh, that seems to be acceptable if it's on a certain side of the aisle. The people in January 6th were upset. And this is the voice that the, the president is not hearing. Now, we separate the the purpose of why they were there is because they were upset and they wanted to be heard. The people that broke into the building should not have done that. And if you punch the cop, you should get locked up. If you trespassed, you should have to deal with being trespassing. But nobody took over the government. What were they going to take over Nancy Pelosi's office and say, OK, President Trump, bring me over the football with the nuclear codes. We're in charge now. Uh, you know, the guy with the horns. That, it's absurd. It's just another attack. But if we were to see another protest like that, where the people, for whatever reason, whatever whatever would bring it to that point, that people would be uh, so upset. You know, the lockdowns were pretty bad, that people were locked up trying to open their businesses. Uh, people were, were shut down. People have uh, all kinds of problems with government agencies because they speak out. If you were to see something like that and the troops showed up and they actually fired on the American people, I would think that that would not happen unless those people were firing at the troops. I, my belief is that our American soldiers, the men and women who wear our uniform, mm -hmm. that have that uh, red, white, and blue on their shoulder, that have that red, white, and blue coursing through their veins, mm -hmm. would discern the order and determine, are these people dangerous? Is this a group of terrorists attacking? And of course we would fight. Or are these American citizens voicing themselves and upset if they were given an order to shoot i don't know that i don't think they would do it and that would be the exceptionalism of america and at that moment i would hope again with the word hope i would hope that there is a group of patriots in our government there who would be able to stand up and say no we're not doing this stand them down stand them down because when you talk about a revolution the reason i i came up with that whole thing is because people talk about it in private this is it. The country's over. Uh, the government's doing this to us. You say the wrong thing. The, the FBI is knocking at your door. We see the two-tier system of, of justice that is clear in front of everyone's face. We see the news media so biased. We see all of these things, and it just feels wrong. And it's unsustainable. I'm chasing justice. I'm saying it all the time. This is un, un, unsustainable. We cannot go on with, with like this in perpetuity. Yeah. No people can can deal with this kind of thing. Now, you're at home. You think nothing of it, but you see how how things are going and people are getting more and more upset. Now, does that lead to a uh, a traditional um, revolution in the street well, like in, in 1776? I don't know, right. but people thoughts, are yeah. upset. A couple of thoughts for you. 
so when this, these questions are posed, the questions and things we're talking about right now, Lieutenant Joe, uh, most people then say, well, no, the revolution, you hear this all the time, the revolution needs to be at the ballot box, right? Right? Is that correct? You hear that, right? Yes. yes at that's, an election. that's the peaceful revolution where you do it there. Okay. And, we, and you hear that quite a bit, if it can be done at the ballot box, so to speak. Uh, people are praying right now that that will be done in 2024. Again, I've been reminded uh, our fellow Americans of the significance of this year and the fact that we are now, like I said, whoever we elect as, as the commander in chief this year, the president of the United States, will take office in 2025. Uh, we're now coming into some very uh, important timeline of events because, Joe, in 2026, America celebrates it's semi-quincentennial. We are a 250-year landmark moment of this nation, and it is significant for lots of reasons. I mean, 1976, everybody that was here remembers uh, the patriotic sense and ability of our nation and uh, everything that happened in 200 years, and now we would be at 250 years. It's huge, huge at the semi-quincentennial. So right now, this is an, an important moment of time. Now, you know, if let's say this, if let's say that, Joe, uh, the uh, that revolution happened at the ballot box and it was overwhelming. I mean, patriots, conservatives, patriotic conservative, uh, God loving and moderates and maybe some Democrats, but conservative people who time on don't want to just make it political, but that honor the Constitution that wanted to make America first. Maybe that's the way I would say it. So they, they won in a landslide in, in uh, November. And now the House and the Senate uh, and the presidency and other levers uh, and local started to move more back to a more conservative America, Joe, on the right. Don't you think, and some of that would happen, that some of these people would have massive protest riots. They would probably get into the streets. They would start burning stuff down. They would do all kinds of nasty things. Is, is that yes or no? Is that correct? No, absolutely. If you were to see a conservative mm -hmm. uh, victory at the polls right. uh, in next November, you will see riots in the streets. You will see uh, burning. Yeah. You will see. They lose looting. their collective minds, right? I mean, they yeah. lose their minds. So now if that's the case there, then we need to flip the script back and suggest that America first, They, these people, these, we the people, the foundation and core of we the people need to stop taking one on the chin is what I suggest back to you, Joe. We cannot allow that to happen. And back to the military, I would say to you this, uh, with whatever's going to happen ahead here, that uh, I think the core of America is going to stand a little taller in 2024. And I do believe with retired military and with all that is across our country and and a lot of rumblings I'm hearing as well, by the way, Joe, in the military, that people are not uh, comfortable. These military folks are not happy across the spectrum for this Biden administration. They don't have the respect for this commander. I've heard this many, 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 many circles here. I would just say to you, I think the military would would side with we the people. I would suggest to you, certainly all the retired, all of that would, they would see the, well, back to what you say here uh, in your piece about, uh, you know, right there, the constitution, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. 
and to institute new government, having its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form. I mean, there it is right there for our own safety and happiness. Joe, come on. So the military has got to side with we the people. That's the one historical difference of all these other countries. But it has to happen. It must happen. It will happen. That's what I say, Joe. Well, I'm glad you agree, Malcolm, because the the reality is, and like I said in the piece, we're not going to have a, there's not going to be a hot revolution. There can't. We don't have F-16s. Mr. Biden made that crystal clear. We don't have the power of the American. It's military. a different world today, right, Joe? It's uh, a different world today. Yeah, you yeah. know, Minutemen are not going to run around and, and, <laughs> and stop that. But the reality is what the Minutemen have that we have today is we have heart and we have spirit. And that is where I would see we would be saved by that American spirit, I think, would come through. And, and that is my hope. That is my prayer to a loving God is that we, you can't fight with guns, but you can do it with words. And we're talking here about the power of free speech. It is the power of free speech to, to capture the, the minds and the hearts of everyone, not just conservatives, not just people That's on right. the right, That's but right. everyone to realize that if this experiment goes under, yeah. they had better understand history because while they're out in the streets screaming and hollering and they're they're cutting down a free speech and all the first people that they're going to attack are them. If they win, they won totally. Joe, that's why I want that would be turned over. That's why I want this new platform, this new work we're doing, Joe. I want it to be representative of of we the people. I I want to be inclusive, not exclusive. I don't want to push people away. You understand what I'm talking about, right? Yes, absolutely. Bring people into the fold. I want us to be representative of our America, of of different opinions and thoughts and feelings. And it's all good. It's, It's very good. I it's okay to have disagreement with different people. It's perfectly legit. In fact, it's expected. It's expected. God, God did not make us all to think or act or feel the same. It's not supposed to be. And the end point in the seconds we have left, Joe, uh, and again, everyone read this piece, please, uh, this op-ed that you uh, want to uh, really read it a couple of times and get it in your mind and your thoughts. America's upcoming revolution, the historical response to tyranny, Uh, But you say here, leaders, we need leaders who see their place in history, not as a 20 term congressman amassing generational wealth through their political contacts, but as patriots like the signers of the Declaration of Independence, who said, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes and our sacred honor. 30 seconds, Lieutenant Joe, wrap it up, please. I think, Malcolm, in the words that you just read there, the difference between a a hollow speech given by a modern politician and a true patriot as they were back then, they actually stood on that altar of freedom and they did suffer for their decisions. But their decisions birthed the greatest nation on the planet and the greatest sense of freedom. And that is what is needed. There can't be a hot revolution. It has to be a revolution of ideas and patriotism. And America, and we can disagree, but we should talk about it and understand our differences, not just call each other names and yell and scream and threaten. Talk it out and see what really is best. And in that way, there could be a revolution of the heart and of the mind, and America can live on. We can pass that on to our children. Of the heart, of the mind, and of the soul. Friends, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.